Welcome to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast, a podcast honing in on living with aim. That's authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. All of this as we journey through the process of self-discovery, self-definition, and self-distinction. I'm your host, Farah Bernier, talent management executive and certified coach working with fabulously fierce women across the globe. Join me as I share coaching tips and resources that you can apply to your own journey to living fabulously fierce. And as an added bonus, I'm never doing this alone. Each week, I'll introduce you to one new guest joining me to share how they live fabulously fierce. Do keep in mind while I'm here for you and we'll take on this journey together. This is not meant to be a substitute for live coaching engagements. To find out more about coaching one-on-one, you've got a few options. Please feel free to visit www.farahbernier.co. That's www.farahbernier.co. Or you can email me at farahbernier at gmail.com. And of course, the Living Fabulously Fierce handle on Instagram. With that, as always, I'm so excited to be here with you today, so let's jump into today's session. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. I am going to keep today's coaching session segment very, very short um, because this is actually an extended reflection from last week's episode during which Kara Shortsleeve reminded us of the importance of your tribe. And since that conversation, um, I had the good fortune of being with some incredible individuals in a development opportunity, in a growth opportunity this past week in the beautiful Santa Barbara, California. And it was the very first in-person interaction I've had with a large group of people, 41 people to be exact, um, since we went into what we'll call current state of affairs with COVID, but with stricter um, rules, of course, at the time. And a couple things, I walked away with so much, so much that just can't even be captured, but a few things are are sticking out for me. And the first is I had underestimated the impact of reconnection in a positive way. Um, These individuals I've actually been with in this program, some since last November, and then others, um, earlier this year, I think it was in February when we first, when we had our first intensive and I've been loving every moment of it in terms of the learning, in terms of the growth opportunity, the connections being made. And it's been, it's been fabulous. Um, and so of course I was excited to then meet everyone in person and then, you know, also had some reservations about just the safety of it all. But 
thank God, no issues whatsoever. Um, we even had to test in the middle of the week to make sure we could continue to meet in person. And fortunately, no one, no one tested positive for COVID. Um, and I had just, again, under underestimated the positive impact of live reconnection. And so I'm still kind of sitting on that high and, and continuing to soak it up. The other thing is just how much light can come your way when you truly are not only looking for more community, more connection, more tribe members, um, but your openness to it not only allows for the meeting of that need, but exceedingly having those needs met. Um, this is being recorded the day after the most recent mass shooting. And someone from the group just kindly checked in. And it wasn't one of those forced check-ins because, you know, they're not a person of color and I am, and they just want to do the right thing. It was a genuine, hey, human to human, this really sucks. But I can acknowledge that this may be even more difficult for you. And I just want you to know I'm sending you love. Um, and this person showed up for me in so many unexpected ways this past week. I'm just, I'm truly, 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 truly grateful. And I'm loving how this person is just showing up as actually a tribe member. Um, we went deep this week in our connection and I'm so, 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 so grateful for her. And also, um, I drove down to Santa Barbara and that's a few hours drive for me. Um, and during that time, I had the opportunity to reflect on so much and got to talk to some of my tribe members and some of my friends outside of this program. And I just found myself really sitting in deep gratitude, value, and appreciation of my tribe. Um, and so again, this is just an extended reflection from our time with Kara last week. As we jump into um, our guest segment this week, my invitation to you is to really think about what your tribe can mean for you, what it means right now, and if there's a gap, how you might fill it how you might first position yourself for some more openness to unexpected tribe members and then how are you going to embrace them um today i i had the good fortune of also catching up with a friend that i just haven't had a chance to meet up with in a while and we just planned to meet for lunch and then go for a quick walk and five and a half hours later she's like Oh my god girl i gotta go um and yeah i just soak soaking up my people that's what's happening and and 
again, in, in terms of my people, I just mean those closest to me who want the best for me, who celebrate me, who I want the best for, who I can celebrate. And it's all just pure love, support, empowerment, and elevation of each other, however we can do it with a level of accountability that is balanced with love and sometimes that tough love that we need. And so clearly I've started off today's episode with a lie. I told you this was gonna be short. It's longer than planned, but hopefully the gems from this episode have already started here for you. And so with that, focus on your tribe this week. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna get into today's guest segment which is going to be what I hope you'll feel is a true treat um, as somebody else is taking the mic from yours truly. Hold on, listen to our quick break segment, and then we'll jump right in. Welcome back, listeners. And for those of you watching um, via the website, here is our guest segment for today's episode. And I happen to be the guest. So for each season at the midpoint, around the midpoint, I usually hand the mic over to one of my clients to do the interviewing. So we've switched up the host or hostess for today's episode. And I'm actually giving the mic to someone you've heard from before in season one. I believe Shirley joined us for the first season um, and shared some of her perspective on living with authenticity and how she shows that in her day to day and gave us some gems to walk away with. So for those of you who missed that or need a refresher, I definitely, definitely encourage you to go back um, and listen to that episode. And then for today, embrace this time with Miss Shirley Moore as I deep breathe and give her over the mic to guide us through today's episode and her questioning of me. And yes, I am nervous. <laughs> go ahead, Shirley, it's all yours. <laughs> Hello, Farah. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. You are my victim. <laughs> She's not so playing. For- She's very serious. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know me, I am Shirley Moore and I am the owner of Be More Interpreting, which is an interpreting and translation firm here in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, where I'm at. Um, I also own a consulting firm and do dabble with a few different things. Um, but today I'm just here as a client and as I, you know, I would love to say as a friend because Farah and I have been in each other's life in one way or another for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so I'm just excited to take the helm today. And um, so we're going to jump right in, Farah. And yes. just so that folks know, I did send the questions ahead of time to Farah, but she hasn't had a chance to look them over. So <laughs> I did so not right. do my homework. <laughs> I did not do my homework, but it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. We're going to pull that string. No. Don't use That's what Farrah says mind. in coaching. Uh, and to be clear, it's thread. To oh, there clear. we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the first question that I have for you today is besides coach, what other roles do you have? And why are these, imp- these roles important um, to how you show up every day? 
clarification. Do you mean personally or professionally or both? However you want to answer Look it. at you pulling a Farah. Okay, so um, I'll start with personal. The relationships that are important to me is just every form of family that I am. Mm -hmm. Sister, aunt, daughter, you name it. Like all of my family um, roles are very, very important to me because those are the relationships, i.e. the roles through which you you truly do get to see the whole of me. Mm -hmm. In that there's nothing but authenticity there. There's never a pause on who I am. Um, sometimes it could benefit from a pause, but they don't get that in my family. Yeah. Um, and also just always intention, which again with family is love first and foremost. Um, with a little bit of a dose of accountability in every interaction, but that intention is there. And so those roles, I would say the most important to me, um, just in getting to see who I really am as a whole. Um, the other role is that of friend, because my friends for me actually fall into um and I, I don't want to make this sound like there's separation, but there is, um, especially as I think we grow in wisdom, we are able to better discern for us who's in our community as a friend, who's in our kind of just um, at large network, but is a friend. Mm -hmm. And also what I'm learning is the importance of your tribe. And so those roles, I wouldn't say that I show up differently. I'm the friend in those roles and those relationships, but I do benefit differently in those roles. Yeah. For example, even right before we hopped on, I was with a tribe member of mine who's also part of my board of directors and they get to see probably the most vulnerability with the most license to also um, hold me accountable. And then, you know, professionally, yes, the, the coach, but trusted advisor and consultant as an HR professional. And those things are very different. They may all sound like, well, advisor, coach, consultant is the same, but they're very distinct roles. Um, and anybody who gets to observe me in those roles, what they're observing is a lot of agility, um, which I think I could go into a whole diatribe on this, but um, or monologue on this. But I think some of us, by the nature of the diversity that we bring to the table in every conversation, um, that's as women, as women of color, just have, I'm going to say, an advantage um, over most because of the default need for agility. And so in those three professional roles in particular, um, I think folks would see um, different facets of who I am. So to get the full picture of me, it's any family relationship, any friend relationship with distinction in those roles. And then on the professional side, this coach and advisor um, and consultant HR professional. I love it. Um, I love that you brought up the default of agility, uh, um, mm -hmm. default agility, right? Um, I think, you know, your parents are from Haiti, right? If I'm, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that culture, right? Like bringing in that different culture and the, the fact that we, you know, as a, as a Latina, as I'm from Puerto Rico, 
if we come here and our families come here and there's like, we're living really in two parallel worlds, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then adding the complexities of like gender and social economic status and all of those things. I think you're right. I think that there is um, agility that sometimes we don't realize we have, but we're walking in on a regular basis. That was really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, that was it's really real. good. Mm -hmm. It so is. Um, you know what? I'm going to skip one question. I'm going to go down to the next one. So walk me through a day in the life of all those roles. What does oh a day God. in the life of Farah look like? So it's a whirlwind because there's so much that I, I truly love doing in all those realms. So it is not unusual for me, like today from one Shirley Moore to wake up with to an email or a text or something from family and friends because most, most of them are on the East Coast. So I'll wake up to just a quick check-in with at least one person who falls into the family and or friendship role. Um, and then immediately, uh, well, actually before even that, my alarm goes off and I kind of just give myself a good 30 minutes to wake up. Um, and the, I think the, I know the most important relationship to me above all is my relationship to God, because I just look at my life as nothing more and amazingly nothing less than just a reflection of an abundance of grace and favor that I like, I, I can't even, I'm going to stop. Yeah. So just an abundance of grace and favor. So my day always starts off with the alarm going off. I give myself 30 minutes to roll around and wake, wake up really because my meditation and prayer time is really important for me. And mm -hmm. I start with that because it sets the tone for my entire day and is so critical for me because my day is literally back to back to back 95% of the time. And every opportunity to show up I have, my intention is to show up as my namesake, which is joy. And I can only do that if I really start my day grounded in my connection, my submission and accountability to my creator. And so that's the first show up of me in a role. And then the text and the emails with friends and family. And if I'm lucky enough to not have a super early start day, there may be a phone call probably to my mom or, um, you know, I have a um, friend whose mom, I also call mom and um, somebody connection personally um, that I start off with. And then I kick into my work day and all day long, all day long, I am flexing between advisor and coach as an HR professional. Um, today in particular, I had to be exceptionally um, intentional about that because there's often um, an expectation of being rescuer in those roles but i believe that everybody has the capability within them to solve whatever problem they are confronted with and therefore i look at hr i am not the rescuer i am not the hr police often depicted in you know sitcoms and whatnot i am your advisor i am your coach and when we're dealing with really big macro issues i get to show up as a consultant but you as an owner of the business leader, you own it. 
Um, so you don't get to mm -hmm. pop out and the, the agility in that every day. Oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> it's, it's intense all day, every day. Um, and then usually like we are now after hours, it's either the podcast, the a coaching session, or sometimes I've gotten up to like five coaching sessions at the end of the day one time. Um, and so, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. And for our listeners, Shirley's eyes just got really, really big. Um, but it's all five of me back to back. <laughs> That's all I thought. <laughs> but you know what it is too? Everybody's always like, but aren't you tired? Aren't you exhausted? Like truly, truly true. You saw, like I just told you today was hard. Today was in today was really um intense. And like I hopped on and I knew I was getting time with you. I knew we were doing like I'm amped and I have a meeting right after this. So it's not like these moments and this role for me in all the roles are actually ever really draining, um, which can be dangerous, which I'll come back to, but they are refueling for me in different ways. And then um, I actually do have a call with my friend's mom whom I also call mom um, because we just haven't caught up in a while. And she checked in on me last night uh, and I just didn't get back to her in time. So my day usually starts and ends with, uh, personal relationships in the, in the, um, details of the day or advisor, coach, consultant, HR executive, the end of my day is usually the podcast, um, or FB coaching, living fabulously fierce coaching. Um, Oh, and then there's my workout. Mondays and Thursdays are my uh, off days. Um, yeah, because I practice, I try my best to practice what I preach. And so if I'm telling my clients the whole being, which includes focusing on your whole well-being, I got to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I now don't know if I've actually answered your question fully, but I think I gave you a little bit of insight into my day and all the roles. Most definitely. I want to go back to the beginning when you were talking about how folks um, see you as rescuer, right? And I just pictured you coaching yourself through while you're coaching them. And so can you walk us through the steps you take when you're coaching yourself in those moments? I mean, something happened today. And um, in this one interaction with this individual, we're, we're dealing with a really... Um, it's a tough situation. It's a high stakes situation. And the leader I was advising pushed and asked for some coaching, which I gave him. Totally fine, within bounds, all good to handle. And then asked, but do you think this is the right thing to do? Because I really like this person and I don't want this course of action to harm them. And I didn't answer because as a coach, you know, the answer you, I know that, you know, that there is actually a right and a wrong here. And I trust that I don't have to take this on for you to figure out. I know, you know, the answer. And so the, in the moment coaching is Farah, there's a ping coming through and pings for us, you know, in this digital world that we, we live in and where everything is a text or a ping or an email and we feel like, oh, well, it came through this mode, so I have to respond right now. No, 
I don't, I really don't. Like I, and that's part of my processing is like, he's going to be okay. And by the way, you got five other ones. So prioritize. Um, mm-hmm. And what he's asking for is rescuing. It's not my, that's not my mode. Um, and so that being the case, um, it kind of gives me air cover to myself mm-hmm. to let him handle it. And literally he did because he can, and I believed he could, and the the right outcome was at play. Um, and then I'll be, you know, fully transparent here is I didn't come up with that, that word on my own. I know that's kind of how I operate, but it wasn't until again, what I tell people to do, I do myself. My coach and I were talking about my leadership model and brand. And I think, oh, I said, part of my mode, actually, this is so funny. And this part of my mode of operating is advisor and coacher. Mm. And she said, not rescuer. And I said to her, you know, what's so funny. I would have never come up with that word myself. But when you said it, yeah, that's exactly what it, I'm not, I'm not a rescuer. That's mm-hmm. not for me. Um, and so the intention around that, that's the coaching that I do for self in the moment is this person's got it. That question is actually not even a question and you'll figure it out. And when I really I feel like I have to challenge myself not to just go in and save like that person makes a whole lot more money than me. They'll figure it out. And if they can't, they put me in check. Real talk. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's yeah, at the end, yeah, go ahead. Well, gonna, at the end, if all else fails with my like really pausing, I just always remember the people like that I work with, they're they're doing all right. Like really, 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 really all right. <laughs> As an HR exec, I know. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, it's funny because I was talking to someone today and I was saying to them, you know, the best way to know what you need to delegate is to like make a list of like a day in the life, right? What you're doing. Um, but you're not, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to even engage that because that I'm delegating that to you. That's in your, <laughs> that's in your tax bracket, not in mine. <laughs> Very much so. Very, very much so. So good. So good. I loved it. Um, so Farah, if money and time were no limitation, no boundary, no limit, what would you be doing and why? So, so many things, but okay. Personally, like travel, 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 like everywhere. Yeah, I'd be everywhere. I I would literally be (laughs) everywhere. Um, Just on a jet. Of course, of course, of course. Um, And it's so funny because as I look up, um, so these pictures are of places that I've, so sorry for the listeners, I'm pointing to pictures in the room that I'm in are from places that I've been. I'm looking at a picture from the Taj Mahal when I was in India. Um, travel for me, it just very early on when I was gifted an experience um, from one of my teachers in high school, um, it always just made my world bigger. Mm-hmm. And if 
time and money were not an object, I would focus on how to make my world bigger and bigger to make me better. Everywhere I go, I've learned, I've grown, and I've learned more about how we really are all more similar than we are different. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. beauty in that truth of humanity. But if I still had to work, yes, of course, I would still be coaching and I'd be an Alvin Ailey dancer. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) I had the visual. Truly. So I danced for 12 years and yeah. So for me, if it truly going, no regrets, truly, 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 but and this is this going to sound off until I also share the follow-up. It was Alvin Ailey dancer and an astronaut. That That's what I wanted to be. And those two things don't go together. Yeah. What are you talking about? But then, and I just learned this last year, crazy. Mae Jameson was um, classically trained in dance long before she was an astronaut. Oh, my. And I had no, like oh literally my. no clue. And so I still think that that's a crazy combo, but it's a cool, crazy combo because somebody did it. I, well, she wasn't yeah. an Alvin Alien, but she was classically trained. So, I mean, if I had to still work, I would, you know, train up as it, I mean, this would require lots more training early on. Um, but yeah, I guess that also goes back to what would you do if you could, now I'm making up questions that you didn't even ask me. What would you do when you... <laughs> What would you have decided to be when you grew up when you were younger? Which was an Alvin Ailey dancer and an astronaut. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I can't see you um, in a spaceship, like, you know, one of them things really? for like, yeah, I don't see you. Like, I think you would miss people too much. Like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'd come back. I'd come yeah. back. Yeah, you definitely, you'd be the one that, that brings things and comes back. That's what you You'd be the runner. <laughs> I, 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 that, I, I'd be lying if I said, no, that's not true. I definitely would. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't stay here that long. Um, <laughs> that is so funny. Um, I love it. Um, this is a, a, an interesting question. I, I do have, like, a travel question. I'm going to come back to that later on. Um, but like you've been the only in many, many rooms, right? And yeah. so I wanted to see if you could share with us how you mastered the art of being an only with intention um, in spaces without losing your mind. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, well, there's so many ways to look at it. I would say to date, how I've managed it is by managing it. What I mean by that is I've been, I I initially take on the role of, of observer before anything else. Because when you're the only in any space, in any space, if you're the only, that means you're on a playing field for a game that you're not familiar with and maybe more often than not, 
but maybe wasn't built for you to play. Mm-hmm. So you, I have defaulted to being an observer so I could see how the game is played. What is the game that's being played here? Um, what's the strategy that I need to implement um, to first even be on the field or on the court? And then how do how do I navigate with what I've got? What I mean is, you know, in the game, you not, may not be the tallest, you may not be the fastest, but what mm-hmm. have you got that you can bring the game? And so for me as the only more often than not, it's just a different viewpoint. It's a different lens. It's a, a way of challenging what is the status quo. Um, and so I think that is how I've done it. What I am practicing is because unfortunately it doesn't change if like, or it hasn't changed for me. I am now proactively trying to think about how it doesn't matter. And so example, I, the last two roles that I've been in, including the one that I'm in, I don't think I've ever had a client leader, like as my client, who's been more inclusive of me, who have been more inclusive of me. So the last two people. And so if I knew I had that, like, especially in the last role, because this is uh, day six in the current role, um, how does it not matter that I'm the only in the room? And I always remind myself that it's because I'm in the room and they want me here. They actually want me here. And what does it mean to want Farrah Bernier? It means that you're okay being challenged. It means you want the different viewpoint. It means that people are ready for disruption. And so there has been as of late for me, less focus on being the only and embracing how I got there as the only so that somebody who's gonna be next can have it just a little bit easier. Um, and also I had to learn a lesson again recently. It was really sad for me actually, but it was a good lesson where I was in a really tough conversation, um, like a really tough conversation in which it was myself and two other, and specifically in this instance, two other black people um, I won't belabor the situation, but it just had to be handled. And I handled it and I knew it might cost me and I was okay with it. Like I was, I was actually okay with it. Um, and it was fine. It was fine. I turned the course of a plan of action that was in pl- in play. One person was not happy with me, was very clear about it. I didn't care. Like, okay. And after this meeting, the other young African-American woman sends me a, um, a chat message and she says, I've never met you before. We've never crossed paths, but you just handle that the way I now know that I can, that they've never ever seen before. I've never seen that here. Thank you for doing that. 
And I'll go back to how sad that made me feel. Mm. This person has been at the company longer than me. This person has absolutely interacted with other people of color. And I'm the first person. And that really, like it actually, it, it hurt, like it really sad. She And she meant it great and I, I appreciated it. But it was really, it saddened me. And also the reason it was an important reminder for me is because you never as the only just do what you do for you. And that's right. a tax, but take the tax because the dividends have multiple, multiple yield. Because for her, that observation was needed. And now she's even benefited from it and someone will benefit from her. And so to answer the question, that's how I have managed. This is how I'm also trying to manage now a little something different. And then now always reminding myself that is, it was the reminder that it's not, it really is not just you. Right. It is for a lot more onlys. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, thank you for saying that because I think that's so real. A friend of mine um, is the first Latina mayor here in Rhode Island. Yeah, She says to me, I hate being called the first. Like, I hate I that. And I'm like, I know, but look at how great it is that you broke it, right? Like, there is no, like, there is no, no one else will ever be the first. No yeah. one can take it, yeah. right? Like, and so I think you're right. I think it's, you know, there's an opportunity in being in the space and it's how we capitalize on that opportunity that maximizes uh, opportunities for those that come behind us. Um, I love what you said. That was great. Um, in true Farrah fashion, you know. Um, and so now we want to know, you know, inquiring minds want to know, where do you go from here, Farrah? Like, what's next? What's in the next season for you? Well, I'm going to be really honest with you. Right now, it... <laughs> It has just truly, truly, truly dawned on me the role that I recently, what dawned on me is the impact that the role that I recently took not can have, but will have. And it didn't hit me until last Wednesday. and I can't share everything, but just a little bit of transparency. My day job is partnering with a leader who's literally preparing to change the world through technology. And so where I go from here right now in this season is soaking up what this means in the way of my contributions to that goal. Um, Just listening and hearing what we're doing and what we're, we're responsible for and what my role will do and be held accountable for in this work. I'm, I'm reveling in it. And so 
where do I go from here is making the very best and the very most of this opportunity that has been presented to me un unexpectedly um, and just go for it with this incredible leader who has this incredible vision for just some unreal stuff that we're gonna accomplish. Um, yeah, and, and continuing to hone in on the expertise of coaching through the process because I believe that will change. The world. I, I truly, you know, like, you know this about me. I, every person I get to coach from me is a person who will either benefit from someone holding space for their own personal exploration to change their world. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like, wow, this is all coming together. And I'm, I'm sitting with it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited to see the imprints in the footprints in the sand. I'm really excited. Me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last question, what vacations yeah. are on the horizon? Because I mean, if anyone follows you, then they're looking forward to see where the wine glass will show up next. I love that. I love that so much. And it's so perfectly timed because with current state of affairs, you know, we're, we're still, my friend and I were talking and we're like, do people not realize we're actually still in a pandemic? Like, are people not understanding? Um, but so I've been on pause from travel for the past few years because when I, when I travel, I like to really be less the tourist and more as much as possible, like a native to wherever I am. And the circumstances of the past few years have not allowed us to do that. But now we're actually trying to figure out, okay, where are we all gonna go next? Um, and so there's many options on the table, um, but we haven't honed in on anything. I can tell you a trip in July is planned for Vegas, but that's about it right now. But on, we're trying to figure out um, Morocco. We were gonna go in November, 2020 and that got the next um france came up again today and um parts of the caribbean so i say all of those things and we could end up in tanzania i like i don't know but it, but something is absolutely being planned for 2022 we just need to figure it out first and no more no more no more variants please in the name of jesus please no more variants <laughs> And if the variants come, the blood of Jesus comes. <laughs> and, and it's so just wild to me because we really have been on an adult timeout. Um, we needed it. We, oh, we did. We did. <laughs> we desperately did. But, but I'm excited for what the next um, travel will be. And it will, it will be big because I, I need to get back to you. Travel. So unfortunately, I don't have anything planned except for July, um, planning some time in Vegas with some friends who moved there from the pandemic, nice. which I'm still trying to get them both to explain to me of all the places, why Vegas in particular. Um, but spending time with them in their new homes this July and then planning for two, two more trips before the end of the year. Yes, I knew it. 
I knew it. Yeah. Well, well, we will definitely be watching Instagram to see where you end up because yes. that's exciting. The wine glass always goes somewhere. I feel like yes. it's the same wine glass. Like in my head, it's the same wine glass that kind of travels with it, you. It's so funny because I'm like, you just, I feel like we need to get LFF wine glasses and everybody, yeah. Yeah, it's not the same wine glass, by the <laughs> way, to be very clear for everybody. I did not travel. <laughs> but, but now I'm like, but do we need to? We may need mm-hmm. to. I do. I feel like that's the perfect brand. Like I, for anybody, you know, I could be sitting right here. I have that by the way. And you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> But for anybody who does not drink, you're still allowed to participate. We'll get you non-alcoholic, whatever. Yeah, but I don't drink, maybe... but I'll definitely put some water in a wine glass. <laughs> no, you will not. Maybe seltzer, but we do not allow maybe. water in the wine it. glass. I'll take seltzer. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, we have to wrap up today, even though when Farah and I get together, it is yeah. like a bunch of What's talking. We never that flew by. It really did. I was watching the time. I'm like, it's 9.45. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm not the, the hostess. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. But sorry, keep going. Yes, this is your mic. So we are <laughs> we are wrapping up. Farah, thank you so much for having me. This has been full of gems. And um, as always, always an amazing time to just be with you, be in your presence. This is the Living Fabulously Fears podcast with Farah Bernier. And with that, we're signing off. Shirley, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you so much. Appreciated this time with you. And that was the best sign off ever. So I'm just going to shut up and say bye, everyone. Bye. Hey there, as we end today's episode, just one quick reminder. Living Fabulously Fierce is all about building community in this journey to living with AIM. With that, I really would appreciate you just doing a couple of things. If you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button for the podcast. And if you're really enjoying these sessions, please do leave a review. We want to make sure that it's easy for folks to find the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast and have it recommended to them as a resource. But the best way for us to do that is to have more subscribers, reminder, click that button, and to also leave a review. Finally, if you really, really love the podcast, don't be stingy. Share it with your network. All of this just takes a few minutes and it'll ensure that the support needed to keep the podcast going as a free resource to as many people as possible is definitely in place. So again, please subscribe, review, and share. Thanks so much in advance and I'll catch you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,